Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it's our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are going to be bringing you a jazz grab bag. It's been a while since we've done a, a, a full-on, anything-goes, no-holds-barred jazz grab bag. And we hear from a lot of our listeners through um, email, and they kindly let us know that, you know, oh, I love this song in the grab bag, you know, episode that you did recently. I had no idea about this artist, but I absolutely love this track. Thank you so much for, for cluing us into it. And that's what this entire podcast is about. It's just trying to spend um, a little bit of time on our end here at the podcast to present to you nothing but groovy songs that maybe you're not hip to. And maybe, and it's not a slight against you. I mean, there's a whole world of music out there. So that's all we're trying to do is just provide good vibes, get your mind off the stresses and the pressures everywhere uh, throughout the day. And we're very grateful that you allow us to be a part of your day or your evening uh, whenever you listen to podcasts, because there's a whole sea of podcasts out there, and you chose to click on the Dr. Jazz podcast, and we're all grateful for you, for you doing so. So there you go. Um, that being said, we have 12 fantastic tracks for you, and they range from funky, groovy stuff to emotional vocals to big bands to... Uh, some fusion to some Latin jazz. It has got a whole smorgasbord of fantastic songs for you. So sit back, relax, grab a beverage, and be prepared to have just some awesome music come at you in a bunch of different ways on our Jazz Grab Bag edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Enjoy.
time is midnight, the place is crowded, the girl is missing and mister that's doomed. That's why night after night, I keep trying to fight off the gloom. Desperate hours, the rain has fallen, the streets deserted. The blues are dragging me back to my room And I climb every stair with a heart that's as bare as a tomb Desperate hour Oh, Lord, help me Where is she? Why'd she set me free when I don't want to be? Can't she see I need her so desperately Desperately The sky may clear up The day may cheer up And yet I know There'll be darkness at noon For as long as she's gone I'll go on in a world out of tune Every day, every way, evermore, 24 desperate hours, desperate hours, desperate hours.
All right. The great Pat Metheny group with Yolanda, you learn. From their 1984 album for ECM Records, First Circle. Uh, this is a really cool album. It doesn't get as much love as Off Ramp or the White Album, the Pat Metheny Group self-titled album, uh, Bright Size Life, all these other groups or all these other albums by Pat Metheny. But that's a pretty rock and groove for 1984. You know what I mean? And this uh, album also uh, was the shift where the drummer Paul Wertico replaced Danny Gottlieb. Um, the Pat Metheny group was also joined by Pedro Aznar. And um, it's also the very first time that um, Pat was using a sitar in one of his songs, which is really cool. It was like a, I think it was a, actually a Dan Electro sitar guitar. But still, it's the first time that I think he, he used that in one of his albums as well. So, yeah, the whole group was Pedro Aznar, Paul, Wart- Paul Wertigo, uh, Steve Rodby, of course, Lyle Mays, and Pat Metheny. Yeah, Yolanda, you learn. Not bad. Uh, before that, we heard the one and only Velvet Fog himself, Mel Torme, with these desperate hours from his uh, self-entitled album, Torme. Uh, with the orchestrations uh, led by Marty Page, a fantastic arranger. And um, he did a lot of West Coast sessions, you know. So, yeah, it's just one of those cool 1950s kind of groovy tunes. And it doesn't seem to get a lot of love or attention. So, yeah, I thought, hey, there you go. And then we started off the set with the one and only John Burks. Dizzy Gillespie and his orchestra from the classics, Chronological Classics album 1947 to 1949. We heard Jumping with Symphony Sid. And the reason I chose that track is because of just how tight the precision and the horns were in that arrangement. There were some really tight windows in order to get those sort of hits together and it was razor sharp. I mean, razor sharp. If you don't believe me, rewind the podcast. Go back and listen to that first song all over again. Um, yeah, it just, you know, I, I've heard this album a handful of times. And just recently, it just cut through to my ears like, man, that is really together. So there you go. Um, you're not going to find much more variety than Dizzy Gillespie, Big Band, Mel Torme, and Pat Metheny in one set. So that's what we're bringing you on this grab bag edition of the podcast. So hopefully you dug those three uh, tracks. I know, you know, all of us here did. So the thing about it is, remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, you name it. We are there. So if you know someone who would dig this kind of music, pass it on to them. Remember, we're not making a dime off this. We actually have to pay to upload each episode of the podcast. So yeah, this is really just a jazz evangelical mission, as NEA Jazz Master Willard Jenkins said. Um, Yeah, this is just trying to put good vibes out there with everyone. 
and just make everybody's day a little bit brighter. And that's for educational purposes because we're just trying to hit people to a bunch of great tunes. You know what I mean? So there's no merch here. There's no, you know, Patreon or anything like that. So, yeah, it's just putting out good vibes and good music for humanity's sake. There you go. Anyway, um, but yeah, if you know someone who would dig this kind of stuff, pass it on to them wherever they find their podcast, guaranteed. Uh, past that point, if you are trying to jot down some of these ideas or some of these titles that you like or what albums, etc., uh, don't worry about making a note on your phone. Don't worry about um, you know trying to scratch something down on a piece of paper that you're going to wind up losing anyway. We've got all of that done for you. All you have to do is go to our website, which is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast, .wordpress com and there you can find out each title the title of each track the artist associated with that and the album artwork in the order in which they are played and that way you know exactly what to go and look for in your local record store if you have one always support local folks and if you don't at least that way you know what to order or add to your Spotify or things like that you know what I mean so whatever is your poison go for it you know, so and at the top of that page for our website, you will see a button called contact. If you hit that, it'll open up a blank box. You craft your email to me in that box, hit send and I will get it and I will respond back. It might not be right away, but I will respond back because we always love to hear from our listeners. So, yeah, if one of these 12 tracks jumps out at you, let me know. I'd love to hear that. So, all right. Enough talking. Let's get to another great set of music on the Jazz Grab Bag edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. You're not going to be ready for this one, so hold on. Thank you. 
you might not be ready for that set all right so that last track was none other than uh, jazz rock singer uh polish jazz rock singer Czesław Niemann uh on organ and vocals and the title of that track was seltzum is die welt or strange is this world it came from 1972 it was kind of along those lines of the jazz rock scene you know sort of thing they had horns behind them <clears throat> uh, some organ work um, I'm not going to attempt to try to 
absolutely butcher some of these names. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. You know what I mean? And definitely a lot of um, emotional vocals with it. Like, that's just some hardcore belting out, you know, some songs right there. Um, so hopefully you dug it. You know what I mean? It's probably in my top 25 songs that I have in my collection that just are not a lick of English, you know what I mean, in them, but I just love the songs. And before that, uh, we heard a very uh, challenging listen piece as far as trying to find the beat and, and hearing all this counterpoint stuff going on. Uh, and that was pianist Lenny Tristano. Uh, we heard Turkish Mambo from his Atlantic album, the new Tristano. Uh, Lenny Tristano is one of those guys that either, you know, he doesn't get enough attention in certain circles or he gets absolute idolatry in others. Uh, so I think that it's healthy to have him somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? So, no, you may not listen to Lenny Tristano as often as you do someone like Bill Evans, but it's worth it. There's some great, challenging things going on there. So, yeah. And then we started off the set with one of my absolute favorite tracks uh, by tenor saxophonist Stephen Riley. And we heard the 1950s hit, Mr. Sandman, uh, with Stephen Riley and his trio. Stephen Riley on the tenor saxophone, Neil Kane. On the bass and the one and only Jabali, Billy Hart on the drums. Although Billy Hart was not on that track. So, yeah, it was just really a, a feature for the bass and the sax, which is really nice. It reminds me of those albums that Houston Person did with Ron Carter. You know, um, he did a handful of albums. It wasn't just like one. And it was just standards like Sunnyside of the Street and Doxy and things like that. Um, but it was just bass and tenor. And it, that's a beautiful voicing together if you find the right keys. And, uh, yeah, I absolutely. I, I, I love this, this, this interplay on, inter, on not Inner Sandman. That's a different, you know, Sandman. This is Mr. Sandman. Um, Inner Sandman's great-grandfather. No, um... It's great interplay between the bass and the sax, but on top of that, I can't go without mentioning the beautiful, breathy, whispery tone that Stephen Riley gets on the tenor saxophone. That is not a typical tone that you find today in tenor players in jazz. You know, usually everybody's cut from that Brecker, Chris Potter mold, um, Donnie McCaslin, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Those are all great players, and they come directly from train. You know, Lovano's that way. Um, Lovano can get real whispery at times, though. I do like that, like on Emperor Jones. But the point is, is that Consistently, there's not someone who, who, who stays in that breathy tone production. And if you'll go back and you'll listen to any track by Stephen Riley, or Stephen Riley as a sideman 
on uh, any album, such as Marcus Prinup's Unveiled album on the Blue Note Records. Um, he's consistent. He is absolutely consistent with that whispery, uh, velvety, foggy, um, breathy tone quality. So this is not a gimmick, so to speak. This is his actual voice on the tennis saxophone. So kudos. Kudos to Stephen Riley for holding his own, uh, being a thoughtful artist, and having a beautiful tone production and great musical empathy with Neil Kane, his bassist, and having... Um, some foresight to absolutely cover something strange but yet beautiful in his hands like Mr. Sandman. So, there you go. So, between Stephen Riley, Lenny Tristano, and Cheslaw Nieman, that's another absolute grab bag of a set. So, blam! Hope you enjoyed it. Alright, we've got two more sets left to go. Um... I really like this next set, and I really like the last set. So, I mean, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't just throw out anything to you guys. So there you go. Uh, but hopefully y'all are digging it. So enough talking for me. Let's get to our next set of Jazz Grab Bag here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. 
vow witty, vow sweet, vow grand. Wouldst kiss me pretty, wouldst hold my hand. Both thine eyes are cute to what they do to me. Hear me holla, I choose the sweet lollapalooza in thee. I'd feel so rich in a hut for two. Two rooms and kitchen, I'm sure, would do. Give me just a plot of not a lot of land. And thou swell, thou witty, thou grand. Tell you what, you want to talk about a tight band. There you go, baby. There you go. Talking about the one and only Count Basie Orchestra with the great Joe Williams. Comes from the Verve Records album, The Greatest. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Count Basie plays, Joe Williams sings standards. And it's a whole album of nothing but standards. Come rain and come shine. I'm beginning to see the light. This can't be love. I can't believe that you're in love with me. Singing in the rain. My baby just cares for me. Our love is here to stay. There'll never be another you. And the track that we heard right there. Thou Swell. Which, I'm, I'm full disclosure, that is not one of my favorite standards in the Great American Songbook. I know it may be one of yours. If it is, I'm super sorry to say that. You know what I mean? I don't mean to offend anyone. Um, but I love that feeling that Joe and Basie and the whole band exhibit with that particular rendition. It's very carefree, just free-flowing, I don't know. I, I just absolutely love it. And yeah. So I included it. <laughs> it's all there is really to it. Um, before that, we heard uh, a track that is one of my favorite standards. Uh, T for Two. Um, I love so many versions of T for Two. Most notably, Anita O'Day. 
uh, and her lightning fast rendition of it uh, from Jazz uh, on a Summer's Day. But I really, I, I was just working, you know, uh, getting ready to start the season and um, in the fall here. And I just put on some music, like randomly, you know, like all any and all music on my computer. I just hit random. And then this track came on, and I'm like, ooh, I love the drums. And then it came in with T for Two. And then as I listened closer, I noticed that you could actually hear the saxophone keys clicking as the player was improvising. I said, who is this? So I looked, and it's none other than the vice president. No, not Kamala Harris. The vice president in jazz, Paul Quinchette. And it's from the album Catton with Coltrane and Quinchette. And this is one of the tracks that Coltrane is not on. So it's just Paul Quinchette. And on top of that, uh, it's Paul Quinchet with Julian Ewell on the double bass, the great Ed Thickpin on drums, and on the piano, the one and only Mal Waldron. It was recorded May 17, 1957, and released in October 59. Yeah. It, you know, it automatically made me go back and listen to the whole CD all over again. Uh, and here's the part that I found out is that that track that we heard in the middle there, T for Two, was actually a bonus track on the CD reissue. It was only initially five tracks on the album, but the CD version... For those of you who are like, oh, CDs are so, you know, boring, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a vinyl person. Okay, okay. But you'd miss this track. So, that's the thing. It's only a bonus track on the CD reissue. So, kudos, Bob Weinstock. Yeah. And, you know, the reason that they call him vice president is because the president is Lester Young. And he sounded so much like Lester Young that... They called in the vice president. And you can hear that there is those little vibratos at the end of his phrases that are very Prez-like. Very Prez-like. And um, he's also got that fall-off on some of those higher notes. Very Prez-like. So, um, yeah, they gave him the nickname Vice Prez. And anyway, he, he's a fantastic improviser. And there's a couple of folks that I, I, I was digging into this issue about the keys clicking on the saxophone. Some folks thought that there was a defect in their CD. And the truth of the matter is, is that if you actually listen uh, at, to the break uh, that Paul Quinchette takes when the music stops and he takes the break before he heads into his solo ride... It's just him, and you can literally hear the keys clicking, like as he's just taking his break by himself before the band kicks right back in. So it, it, it's an interesting thing. There's very few uh, instances in recorded jazz where you can hear it that close. Um, I think there's a recording by Coleman Hawkins like that. I know that there's one um, by Artie Shaw uh, 
I, I want to say that the track was Please Don't Take Your Love From Me. And then, yeah, this one. This is one of the, the few that you can really hear it because it's a bigger instrument with um, with the tenor saxophone. So, yeah, very cool. Then we started off the set with the great Andrew Hill. Yeah. With his second studio album as a leader for Blue Note Records, uh, recorded in December 63, released in August 66. Uh, the album was called Smokestack. And we heard the track to start off the set there called Vern. And no, it has nothing to do with Jim Varney playing Ernest Goes to Jail or Ernest Goes to Camp. Know what I mean? No, has nothing to do with that Vern. This was actually dedicated to his wife, his first wife, Laverne Gillette. So, Vern must have been her nickname. Now, besides being a beautiful tune, which Andrew Hill has a knack for if you really listen to his music. You know, um, he's got a lot of really, really great, great albums on Blue Note Records. You know, um, Judgment is a really good one. Passing Ships is just gorgeous. Um, Compulsion's really good. Black Fire. Point of Departure is one of the albums that's just so excellent. It's angular, but it's excellent from beginning to end. And you couldn't ask for a better supportive cast uh, on that album because I want to say Joe Henderson's on there, Tony Williams. I know Dolphy's on there. Yeah, and Kenny Dorham. Kenny Dorham's on that album too. Um, so that's a killer album. But this one is odd but much more minimalistic. So, because this is only his second album as a leader for Blue Note, right? So, of course, Andrew Hill's on the piano, Richard Davis is on the bass, but so is Eddie Kahn. And what makes it notable is that both of the upright bassists. Richard Davis and Eddie Kahn play simultaneously throughout the whole album. That's right, two basses. And then if two basses and a piano isn't enough, you've got Snap Crackle that joins you. That's right, none other than Roy Haynes on the drums. So, <clears throat> absolutely great, great, great session. <clears throat> really beautiful track. Um, yeah, if you haven't hipped yourself recently to some Andrew Hill, you need to do yourself a favor and, and check some of those Blue Note albums out for sure. Whoa. Yeah, great, great stuff. So, again, quick PSA. Remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast. So, if you know someone who would dig it, please pass it on. Uh also, don't forget to check out our website if you're looking for track information or album artwork. We've got all that for you in the order in which they are played. So that website, again, is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And there you can find out all that info, including the album artwork. Plus, at the top, you can click contact, write us an email. We'd love to hear from you, and we will write you back. So... Uh, yeah, let's get to, we got one more set of music for you. Uh, and it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty wild and variety, wild variety of music. So, uh, I hope you dig it. 
And uh, thanks so much again for allowing us to be part of your day or your evening uh, to be your listening experience. So hopefully you've dug uh, the variety as much as I have here at the podcast. So without further ado, let's get to this last set of music.
So we started off that last set with the John Coltrane composition, Blue Train. But we got to hear it with an Afro-Cuban sort of feel to it, courtesy of the arrangement by the leader of this session, the one and only Cedar Walton. 
with the Cedar Walton Quartet from his Steeplechase album, Second Set, featuring Billy Higgins on the drums, the great Sam Jones on the bass, and the blistering Bob Berg on tennis saxophone. Now, I've got a friend, he knows who he is, who does not dig Bob Berg. But I have also turned him on to some certain tracks by like Mike Stern and some other cats. So hopefully he'll at least understand that this is a really hip arrangement of Blue Train that's got these nice little breaks going and then they harmonize them and then they harmonize them further between Cedar and Bob Berg and that's a hip arrangement that's a hip arrangement and that's a blistering solo so you got to give credit where credit's due dig so alright after that we heard one of my favorite fusion albums. It's called Juice, and it's by Ryo Kawasaki. Or it could be Ryo Kawasaki. But Ryo Kawasaki recently passed away uh, in April of 2020, but he was a Japanese jazz fusion guitarist, composer, and band leader. And here's the cool part, is he's actually one of the first uh, musicians to de- help develop and popularize um, the guitar synthesizer in collaboration with the Roland Company uh, and Korg. Yeah, and Korg as well. So you think about all the guitar synth artists that are out there, from Pat Metheny to John Abercrombie, Alan Holdsworth. This guy helped kind of usher that stuff in. So... That alone would be worthwhile to note for his importance in the music. But <clears throat> Ryo Kawasaki uh, was a great, great guitarist and a great writer. Uh, in the 70s, he early 70s, he moved to New York from Japan, and he worked with Gil Evans, Elvin Jones, Chico Hamilton, Ted Curson, and Joanne Brackeen, among many others. So he actually, uh, his album, <clears throat> Ryo Kawasaki and the Golden Dragon Live, was one of the first all-digital recordings, and he created the Kawasaki synthesizer for the Commodore 64, for those of you who remember pre-Atari video games. So, I know I do. I had a Commodore 64. Um... In the mid-1980s, he drifted out of performing music in favor of just writing music software for computers. So he did that. But then finally came back to the jazz fusion scene in 1991. So that's Ryo Kawasaki for you. Yeah, we heard Raisins in the middle of the set. Then we ended with one of my favorite artists, the great Riana Diazucar. Celia Cruz with... Willie Cologne from the album Celia y Willie, we heard Come Down to Miami. And that was a great um, track that was arranged by the one and only Jose Madera. So hopefully you dug that and all the variety here. Uh, In the famous words of Duke Ellington, you're very beautiful, very gracious, very lovely, and we do love you madly. 
So, until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust.